When you enrich the lives of your employees through purpose-powered leadership, they'll grow your business for you. Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, where you'll discover how to champion a culture of courage and love. Stop dealing with symptoms and get to the root of the problems in your business. This is the Higher Purpose Podcast with your host, Kevin Monroe. Hey there, it's Kevin, and I want to welcome you to another installment on this amazing journey you allow me to share with you that we call the Higher Purpose Podcast. This is episode 64, which is part two of the conversation we began last week with Juliana Park. Rarely do I ever do two-part conversations on the podcast, but this is an exception because I believe this content is exceptional. And it's also amazing because this is not anything Juliana has ever explored on any other podcast. And since she was so generous and gracious with her time, we wanted to share lavishly with you. If you haven't yet heard episode 63, I encourage you to do that. But it's not necessary that you stop and go hear that now before you listen to this one, unless you want to. We bridge the content and we don't rehash part one of the conversation. So the sequence in which you listen is up to you. Let's resume this conversation. Hey, folks, I'm so excited to welcome you back to the second part of this conversation with Juliana Park. Please make sure you've listened to the previous episode, but... We want to bridge it in case you haven't or don't have the time. You can join in now. And Juliana, help us bridge the two conversations for us, and then we'll dive deeper. Sure, I'd be happy to do that, Kevin. The last episode, we really talked about the mindset and when we are so stuck and mired in that scarcity loop. And for those of you who haven't listened to that um, episode, the scarcity loop is a loop that we can get stuck in and it stems from fear. And when you're feeling this fear, it creates anxiety. And when your brain is riddled with that anxiety, we end up making poor choices that naturally lead to negative outcomes that we don't want. And it only reinforces the fear. And it's easy to get stuck. We've all felt this scarcity loop operating in whether it's work life or with relationships, with our health, it shows up in all facets of our life. And so how do we shift out of this scarcity loop into one of abundance? How can we make different choices? Mm -hmm. And it stems from gratitude, right? If first sort of interrupt that mindset, the beliefs and script running through our mind that says, you're not good enough. That's not possible. You can't do that. You know, you don't have enough money or anything that's negative. Can we recognize that? Just stop and be aware of what are the thoughts going through my head right now? Mm-hmm. Can I change those thoughts? And if I can, you know, if it's difficult to really truly change the opposite, because at times it may feel like you're almost lying to yourself because we're so used to having those thoughts in our head. So a good way to, to break it is just shifting to gratitude, right? And then recognizing like, wow, the world is so much more abundant than I thought. Mm-hmm. And when you're feeling and experiencing that gratitude, your mind is more at peace, which allows you to make wise choices which can lead to positive outcomes, the outcomes that you truly desire that can create the life that you want. And that reinforces the gratitude and around we can go and that one can spiral upwards 
Ooh, yeah. That's right. So instead of spiraling downwards with the scarcity loop, how do we spiral upwards? Wow. And it's not that we're always going to be living in a state of gratitude and abundance and peace. It's just not life, right? So things will come our way yep. and will get us right back to feeling that stress. And, and it's fine, right? But it's just recognizing it and saying, okay, I'm feeling really stressed right now. Maybe you want to give yourself some time there, but then don't live there get yourself and make that shift out of it. And you have that choice. So the key point of all of this is that you have a choice. You have the power to choose to stay in scarcity or to shift to abundance. No one can take that power away from you. Okay. So I'm going to do something because even though part two is actually being recorded at the same time of part one, we're listening to it differently. And I started the conversation with, what are you grateful for at this moment? So even though you and I are experiencing this as one conversation, I'm at a different place with gratitude. What what are you (laughs) grateful for in this moment as we start? In this moment, I am so grateful to you. I'm grateful to you, Kevin, but I'm also grateful to you, the listener. I'm so grateful that I'm able to be in the ears of you and just being hopefully helping you to maybe make a really slight shift in your mindset in what you believe is true for you, what you would perceive the possibilities are in this given moment. I am so thankful that you are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining Juliana. Thank you for being so generous and gracious with your time. This is a lot of time we're taking. And folks, this is a gift. This is a gift. In episode, I believe it was 61, I talked about seven shifts. You just made a reference to this. So I want to call this out. This is a small shift, maybe a small shift, but the impact of shifting from scarcity to abundance is seismic in its impact. It is life-changing. It is a liberating belief rather than a limiting belief. So that's why we're doing this. That's why we're making this a two-part episode. So there was something we did. I want to ask you, are there other intentional practices? So for me, mm-hmm. I have started something a few weeks ago. I changed because I've had this practice of through the years of starting my day with gratitude. I remember years ago, somebody, a mentor said, before you get out of bed in the morning, think of three things before your feet hit the floor. So a few weeks ago through our extraordinary experiment that several of you participated with, I began to really think about the difference between thankfulness and gratitude. You know, thankfulness can be this short act. I'm thankful for this. I just say that now. Gratitude kind of lingers. Gratitude becomes a lifestyle. Gratitude becomes this, you know, ongoing receptivity to the world. And I found myself now like this with every podcast episode asking my guests, what are you grateful for? When I do a live streaming on Facebook, those of you that have watched those, I start, what are you grateful for in this moment? And I share something. So what's another intentional practice you have, Juliana, that you'd share with us that help us see how we spend more time in the abundance loop? Well, I want to give an example about with gratitude. It can truly shift your day. I remember one morning I I came down, I've got three kids and was now trying to get to work, but also needed to make their lunches and their breakfast. And I come down and I just felt that I was being very short with the kids and impatient and dropping things on the floor. And I just thought, you know what? This is not starting out right. Mm -hmm. I literally went back upstairs, went back to bed, 
not to sleep, but just to say, I am resetting my day. (laughs) And I said, I am so thankful I have a bed. And I wake up and I say, I am so thankful I have a house. I walk down the stairs. I say, I'm so thankful that I have a kitchen, that I have a toaster and I have the ability to make breakfast. Mm -hmm. So as I went through my steps and tried to be thankful in my mind as I'm doing it, I was feeling better. And it just shifted the day and it shifted the mood for the kids, uh, for myself. And it was liberating, right? Just to just to be like, wow, I don't have to be stuck in a bad mood. Wow. Okay. So it's just being intentional. Exactly. Being intentional and being so aware and just recognizing that, okay, this is what I want. And that's part of what, you know, one of the steps where we left off on our last episode was just getting so clear about What do you want? It's amazing how many people I ask, what do you want? And they may at first say, oh, I I want more money or I want more time with the family. But then really, truly, you know, what brings joy to your life and getting so clear, but then coming back to that also, right? And remembering that, okay, are you then being aware? It's awareness. It's awareness of, am I spending my time and my money in alignment with what I say I value? Okay. So... I love something you said in the previous episode that abundance is unique to you. And unless you take the time to understand what abundance is, what your values are, what you value, what you're pursuing in life, it's really going to be hard to tap into abundance because you're living by somebody else's terms and you're playing the rules of a different game. Exactly. So if you are so clear about what brings you joy, whether it's giving back to your community or, you know, spending more time with your family or it's getting healthy. So for me, I I became very clear and intentional in the last year that I am going to get healthier, right? And I would, you know, measure that in some ways, but I was going to shift the way I was eating. I was going to exercise more to myself. I'm going to get to the gym three times a week. And and it wasn't just saying it like a New Year's resolution, but this is something that I truly value, if I am going to remind myself that I value my health, mm-hmm. well, you value it and you're so clear about it. And when you're clear about what you want, then I'm going to commit to conscious action. I'm going to say, these are the actions that I have to take in order for me to truly live out that value. All right. And so even if I, and I wake up in the morning, if I don't feel like going to the gym, I'll say, if I don't feel like it, but if I'm saying, but you know what? I love the result of this action. And that result is what I'm saying that I want. So you have to take that action and it's building a new habit. So that means like what you were saying earlier, it's interrupting your familiar ways of living, right? Mm -hmm. It's interrupting the normal choices that you make on a day-to-day basis, but get clear about what you value and what is it that you want and then figuring out the strategy of how to get there and then committing to that to action. Okay. I want to go back and unpack something and then come back to where we were in this conversation because you made a reference to this and I just don't want to let it gloss over for you listening. Sure. You may miss this. How does one escape the scarcity loop? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that I truly believe is that you know, other than taking time for yourself, and getting quiet with your own mind and recognizing your own running script, it's hard to sometimes do that on your own, right? So sometimes you can get support on that. And I think 
I truly believe the key things you can do is surround yourself with those who are operating in a more abundance mindset. Can you look around you, right? Are people around you also stuck in scarcity and keeping you in their scarcity loop with you, right? Are you a part of someone else's scarcity loop? Yeah. And right? then there's a trick part to that question, which mm-hmm. is you don't ever really escape it forever. You don't. You don't. And we're always a part of it, but sometimes it's so easy to feel like that's the only choice. Yeah. So yeah. how do we then recognize, oh, I don't have to. So are there people in your life that can help you break out of that? That can say, hey, okay, they want to empathize with you and be with where you are, but also remind you yeah. that you have, there are these other ways of shifting your mindset and to live differently. And even if you don't make that shift in your life, making sure that that's okay with you. Yeah. So here's a practice I want to suggest to you listening. And I have these people in my life and they're on the speed dial in my phone. You know, I need the phone a friend lifeline every once in a while. And so having an understanding with a couple of people that are also seeking to escape scarcity, live in abundance and being able to make the lifeline call and say, help me snap out of this right now. Yes. Yes. And doing that for one another. Right. In the book, I call that the, you know, the abundance loop team. Who's yeah. on your A team, right? And it's so important because, you know, one of the things that I do is I draw out, it's almost like a T. And I have this in the book. It's in the section on calculating your resources. But I find one of the best resources you have is, are the people around you, mm-hmm. right? And so just figure out on, on the T, on one side, it's who are the people who you feel leave you more tired, who create more drama in your life, that keep you in scarcity, that feel a little bit more toxic and that they are taking more from you and keeping you feeling in that negative state. And then on the other side of the T, think about the people who, when you spend time with them, that, oh my gosh, they uplift you, Mm -hmm. right? They remind you of goodness and the positive things in life. And who are those that can really help you make that shift into more of the abundance, who have more energy? So there's the people aspect of scarcity versus abundance. And then there's also the activities, Yeah. right? How are you spending your time that in ways that's draining your energy? Yeah. What just makes you feel even more tired? And it's, it's just feeling like you're just running through the motions. And then think about, what are some of the activities that invigorate you, right? And what are you reading, right? What are you watching? What are you listening to, right? What are the activities, whether it's going out for a run or hike through nature or sitting, you know, and meditating or, you know, praying? What are the activities that uplift you? And when you write it down and you can see that, oh my gosh, these are the things that will bring me into more of the abundance because you will feel more in your sense of self and gratitude. So what you're saying, if I'm correct, if I'm following you, you can actually cultivate abundance and create the fertile ground for abundance to grow, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You are the creator of an abundant life. You can go ahead and shift and have that power to choose to stay where you are or shift. They're always both available to you. Yeah. You have the power to choose. Okay. So from your book, here's a line that I love. If you want a life of abundance, 
you must stretch your imagination. So how do you stretch your imagination, Juliana? And how do you suggest we stretch ours? That's definitely one. I know one of the things I do is think about what do I want for the next year, right? At the end of the year, I'm always creating sort of life plan for the next year. Kind of like a business plan, but it's sort of like a life plan includes, you know, work, health, family, community, just what type of life do I want? And I can catch myself sometimes putting a limit on things, right? And it's so important to just allow yourself the freedom to think of anything, of whatever it is that you want, right? You know, I could have said, wow, I can journal and I loved it. I was like, you know what? It's, I would love it if five people heard this talk, right? And that would be enough because there's a balance of being grateful for what you have, but then also stretching yourself not to get caught up in the greed of wanting more, Mm -hmm. but stretching yourself and thinking about what is possible, Mm -hmm. right? But always as you're stretching yourself and moving towards bigger goals, really grounding it in being in the present in the moment and in gratitude. So you can have both, but in terms of imagining what is possible, I mean, for me, I just... I will interrupt my thinking. So let's say now I want to make $100,000 a year. Well, it's a good goal, but then I will also stop myself and saying, could it be bigger? Hmm. Right? Hmm. Right. And so it's not, again, to be greedy, but recognizing it, you know, and that's not to say that's not enough. That would be more than enough. But then thinking, oh, well, why not 150 or 200 or whatever the numbers are? I'm I'm just using that as an example. But, you know, it's balancing the things you can do today for the people you can touch today for whatever way you can be of service today, but then also stretching up how can I help others as impactfully and meaningfully as possible? Wow. What a great question. How can I help others? And then I guess how many more others can I help? Exactly. Exactly. And it's not coming, as long as it's not coming from a place of greed and it's not enough, but it's coming from a place of, I'm so thankful what I have is enough for right now. And really recognizing though that when you're moving in every moment, that there's more that you can do and you have the choice if you want to do that. You have that choice. So here's what I heard when you said this a moment ago, that stretching yourself does not have to equate to greed. Absolutely. For some people, but just this whole idea of, Activating your imagination. What else? And so I want to say this. Yes, I love it. And if five people are helped by this conversation, beautiful. As we said earlier, this is seismic in its impact. But what if 50 times five or five times five and then 50 times five or 500 times, right? Which is all possible. Which is not being greedy. It's just saying, wow, this is liberating content that needs to be shared? How can we share it more broadly? And Mm -hmm. I want to thank you because this, this is a freebie. Mm -hmm. This is a freebie. There is no guarantee that anyone's going to buy a book. I'm going to tell you, I think you need to go buy this book. (laughs) Uh, If you buy this book and you know, you aren't satisfied, contact me. (laughs) I'll do something to make that right out of the recommendation. You can contact me as well. But I want to ask, so I want to do something else now that we're here. What are some of the most common misunderstandings you've encountered about abundance? Ah, Well, that's a good question. I think 
you know, sometimes people will just not feel like it's like they can get there. They think, oh, I love the concept, but I can't get there. I'm always going to be stuck in scarcity. And it's interesting because I hear it in their words when they're talking to me. And I can't just tell them that, no, it is yours. They have to truly believe it. They need to be open to the fact that you can have an abundant life. In fact, there is abundance in your life right now. Right now. Right now. In the book, I talk about the abundance of now. This is an interruptive thought in and of itself. Because so many folks, we think, I'll reach abundance when, and we've mapped out whatever those milestones are or whatever. It's this next level. It's down the road. But you're saying, wow, hey, wake up. Everyone listening to this, you are living in abundance at this moment. So stop, recognize that, right? So yes, that's a misconception is that abundance is later and not now. And I literally draw out a line. And I say, here's where we are today in this very moment. I can say, I feel abundant. I am abundant now. And then another minute later, I can still feel it. But if I keep thinking abundance is after this hour is over, abundance is at the end of the day when I can go back to bed, abundance is next year when something happens. If you keep believing that abundance is later, you're always pushing abundance out And then when you look back on your timeline, you never felt abundant in that moment. And I believe that life is a series of nows. Life is a series of these moments. So experience the abundance of now. So when you look back on it, you'll be like, wow, that was an abundant life. Because it is an abundant life. And you're not lying to yourself. You're just not really seeing or the abundance in your life today. Because it is so easy. We've been so trained to look at the lack that we are feeling. We see mm-hmm. lack everywhere. And if you're constantly just seeing lack, then of course that, you know, when five years go by and you can say, oh, wow, I was really in scarcity. But to live an abundant life is to really, truly recognize and experience the abundance today as we make different choices and take different actions to shift. Okay. So it's funny, Juliana, as I think about this, we are so deep into this conversation. And you know one word that hasn't come up at all yet? What's that? Money. (laughs) I'm just kind of amused at that. (laughs) And I love it. But so many people, when they think of abundance, Mm -hmm. their first thought is money. Yes. And tell us a little bit about you, because that's the world you work in. It is the world that I work in. And as I am helping people make financial decisions in their life, we can advise families with significant wealth on some of their family decisions. I find that it doesn't matter how much someone has, right? Whether you're, you've got $500 or $50 million, the amount of money you have does not dictate if you are living in scarcity or abundance. Mm. And I can tell you there are plenty of millionaires who still feel, I don't have enough. I am not enough, Mm. right? And there are some people, plenty of people with very little assets who can say, I have an abundant life. And I love 
meeting this whole range of people and recognizing it's not about the dollars in the bank account to feel abundant. It is truly in your mind and how you look at things. Okay, I want to stop there and I want to repeat, you reemphasize that somehow because we need an exclamation point on this. You know, this is bold print highlighted. You can be abundant without massive amounts of money. So, yes, I want to absolutely be so clear that your net worth is not your self-worth. That's readable. Yeah, what you have in the bank and what your mortgage is, that does not define who you are. That just defines your balance sheet. That just defines your financial picture. And your financial picture can change, Mm. right? It can easily change. And it's having that belief and getting so clear about what it is that you want, right? And then you can take the right actions to make that change. Wow. Wow. This is just powerful and profound. And I want to share something with you listening that I said to Juliana early this week. And this one just mystifies me. You know, Rockefeller was the first billionaire, and I believe this was like 1905, 1906. He was asked the question, how much is enough? And the wealthiest man in the world at that time answered it with a scarcity mentality answer. A little bit more, a little bit more. So if you've lived under the misconception that abundance is elusive to you because you are not at a net worth threshold that you have equated to abundance. I will be abundant when I make a million dollars. I'll be abundant when I, whatever that is for you, make a hundred thousand dollars, 500,000, whatever that threshold is, that's not the key to abundance. It is not the key to abundance. That relationship with money can be so emotional There's so many beliefs around your relationship with money. That is a whole nother thing that, you know, kind of the book goes into that as well is just, you know, what do you believe is possible for you? Like, and are you stressed when you think about money Mm. or are you at peace with money? Mm. Right. And having that real, a positive, healthy relationship with money from the standpoint of abundance of whatever I have is enough and more is coming my way right? Really, truly believing that more is coming your way and that you are taking the right actions consistently and consciously and connecting with the right people. It will all happen. Hmm. So I'm watching our time and gosh, we're coming to the end of the second episode (laughs) of the podcast. There are a couple of things I still want to talk about. And I want to go back to the very first thing. And you touched on a wee bit there, but the definition of scarcity is I am not enough and I don't have enough, right? Those are the two states. The two states. I would also throw in doing. A lot of times it's I don't have enough, I am not enough, and I'm not doing enough. So what does abundance look like contrasted to that? The contrast to that is truly just believing and even just simply saying, right? Just, you know, telling yourself these affirmations of I have enough, right? I have enough for right now. I am enough for this very moment. I am enough Mm. and I am doing enough in this very moment. Mm. And a lot of times we can get caught into feeling that we are lacking things for the future, but in this very moment, you have enough. And in this very moment, you are enough. 
And in fact, you are more than enough. Mm. And we're going to just move towards abundance together. Yeah. Wow. And, and the together element is so important. So I want to thank you for joining us to do this together, but we're not done yet. For someone struggling now, and I emphasize the word now, why is doing something now so important? <sighs> because these moments are available to you. And by not doing something, you are choosing to not do something that we are all been given this wonderful power of choice. We've been given this wonderful gift to be able to appreciate the moment of now and appreciate every minute. And in this minute, you can choose to suffer or you can choose to shift to help alleviate that suffering even just a little bit. Right. And it doesn't have to be a drastic shift, but even if it's just loosening up that stress, even if it's just telling yourself, I choose to shift my attitude, I choose to break free from scarcity now. Mm. That is the first step towards this abundance loop. Okay. I want to append that. That's a beautiful answer. I want to append that and then ask you to come back in. These are words you wrote in the book. And you said this kind of a moment ago, you touched on this. Life is a series of nows, not laters. Waiting to be happy is essentially proclaiming that you are unhappy now. And the experience you feel in this present moment is what matters. Create a lifetime of happiness by relishing the abundance of now. Is there something else you want to say about the abundance of now? No, I think that it's a shift in experience. And if you can just make that shift Wherever you are right now, whatever decision point you are, can you just experience some gratitude, Mm. even if it's just a little bit, Mm. just so you can start to get used to a different feeling going through your brain? One thing that we didn't touch on in this episode was the neuroscience behind this. A lot of our brains literally have these neural circuitries and we can easily form, get into these habits. And we can shift that. Our brains, there's neuroplasticity. We can reshape the way our brains work to be one in a state of gratitude. But you have to first make a conscious effort to do it. And you can do that right now. Wow. So do something now. That is the invitation. Not only the invitation, it's the encouragement, the exhortation. Do something now. Juliana, I want to ask you, what would you say? How would you put a bow on these two conversations. What is it that makes our time together whole for you? I just feel so thankful that we are able to bring this together to our people. And I want to really celebrate it. I want each and every one of us to really truly be able to celebrate this moment and celebrate the freedom of who you are and the fact that celebrate the freedom of choice Mm. of our whatever we choose to think. And that you can choose to turn off this podcast or leave it going. We have a million choices available to us. And so celebrate wherever you are in your journey, this moment of now, and knowing that you have that power to shift it. Okay. And if you want to choose to invite more of the abundance loop into your life and more of Juliana into your life, you have gifts that allow us to do that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Please, you can go ahead. And I know, Kevin, you will have a link. Yes. But I will have two handouts that I pass out in my speaking engagements. One is the two loops, the scarcity loop and the abundance loop visual side by side, so that when you have it posted up on your wall or in your refrigerator, wherever it is at your desk, that it will just be that visual to stop you, to help remind you that, wow, okay, I am stuck in that scarcity loop. I need to make that shift and I have that option. That is one of the gifts. The other one is it lays out the eight steps to manifest abundance and with just certain questions Mm. in those eight steps. There are also eight questions to just remind yourself, now, what are some of the beliefs you can let go of? What are you grateful for now? And how can you celebrate the abundance of now? Hmm. Wow. So Juliana, on behalf of everyone that hears this and everyone that is impacted by this directly or indirectly, thank you. Thank you. We are grateful. Oh, it was totally my pleasure. And I'm so grateful to you, to you, Kevin, and to all of you listeners. I appreciate you. And I just truly wish so much abundance for you. Thanks, Juliana. What a delight to have had you join us and unpack these concepts with us of the abundance loop. I want to encourage you to take time to identify what is abundance for you. If you invest time to identify what you value most in life and then incorporate that into your decision-making process, I believe you'll benefit immensely. So know what gives you joy and go after it. And I want to share this. I love this. A quote from Juliana in her book, if you want a life of abundance, you must stretch your imagination. And the conversation we had, I love stretching yourself is not greed. It doesn't have to be greed. It could be greedy, but it is not in and of itself greed. It's considering how you live your bigger life and how you make your bigger impact or contribution to the world. In other words, how you best use the gifts, talents, and abilities that have been given to you to steward. And I love a practice. And I would encourage you now, right now is a great time for you to apply an exercise that both Juliana and I do. That's writing out what you want for next year. Allow yourself to dream bigger, remove the constraints that have held you back in the past, dream bigger, act bolder, and live larger. Hey, we've still got a few copies of the book. We held some back for this week's episode of the podcast that Juliana was generous to share. I'll ship you a copy free of charge. Here's what you do. Post on Facebook or Twitter and tag me in it, and we'll send six lucky listeners a free copy of the book. And we've got freebies for everyone. Just simply go to julianapark.com. Right there on the homepage is a place you can sign up and you'll receive the freebies Juliana mentioned in today's podcast. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. Until we connect again, I encourage you to live, love, and lead with purpose and in abundance. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Are you at a crossroads or facing a transition and not confident about what to do now or next? Then you're invited to join Kevin Monroe for a clarity call. 
Go to kevindemonroe.com slash clarity and enter for a free call or book right away. That's kevindemonroe.com slash clarity.